Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 134. I look to thee in every need and never look in vain. I feel thy touch, eternal love, and all is well again. The thought of thee is mightier far than sin and pain and sorrow are. Hymn number 134. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then find the place that says click here for the text of the Wednesday readings, 
You do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. And the theme for tonight is, Love's Provision Meets All Needs. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. For he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and break their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Deuteronomy The Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. The Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. Matthew And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of, before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, God, be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. And Jesus went forth, and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages, and buy themselves fiddles. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, and took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake, and gave the loaves to his disciples, 
and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women and children. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He saith, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children? Or of strangers. Peter saith unto him, Of strangers. Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea, and cast an hook, and take up the fish that cometh up first. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take, and give unto them for me and thee. Luke If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. A man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Philippians But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. Divine love is my shepherd. I shall not want. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. God, being infinite mind, he is the all-wise, all-knowing, all-loving Father-Mother. For God made man in his own image and likeness, and made them male and female as the scriptures declare. Then does not our heavenly parent, the divine mind, include within this mind the thoughts that express the different mentalities of man and woman? whereby we may consistently say, Our Father, Mother, God. 
And does not this heavenly parent know and supply the differing needs of the individual mind, even as the scriptures declare he will? God gives you his spiritual ideas, and in turn, they give you daily supplies. Never ask for tomorrow. It is enough that divine love is an ever-present help. And if you wait, never doubting, you will have all you need every moment. What a glorious inheritance is given to us through the understanding of omnipresent love. More we cannot ask. More we do not want. More we cannot have. This sweet assurance is the peace, be still, to all human fears, to suffering of every sort. Instead of relying on the principle of all that really exists to govern his own creation, self-conceit, ignorance, and pride would regulate God's action. Experience shows that humility is the first step in Christian science, wherein all is controlled not by man or law's material, but by wisdom, truth, and love. God is not moved by the breath of praise to do more than he has already done, nor can the infinite do less than bestow all good, since he is unchanging wisdom and love. We can do more for ourselves by humble, fervent petitions, but the all-loving does not grant them simply on the ground of lip service, for he already knows all. The mere habit of pleading with the divine mind, as one pleads with a human being, perpetuates the belief in God as humanly circumscribed, an error which impedes spiritual growth. God is love. Can we ask him to be more? God is intelligence. Can we inform the infinite mind of anything he does not already comprehend? Do we expect to change perfection? Shall we plead for more at the open fount, which is pouring forth more than we accept? His work is done and we have only to avail ourselves of God's rule in order to receive his blessing, which enables us to work out our own salvation. What we most need is the prayer of fervent desire for growth in grace, expressed in patience, meekness, love, and good deeds. Our Master said, After this manner therefore pray ye, and then he gave that prayer, which covers all human needs. Here let me give what I understand to be the spiritual sense of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, adorable one. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Enable us to know as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. 
and love is reflected in love. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. When a hungry heart petitions the Divine Father, Mother, God for bread, it is not given a stone, but more grace, obedience, and love. If this heart, humble and trustful, faithfully asks divine love to feed it with the bread of heaven, health, holiness, it will be conformed to a fitness to receive the answer to its desire. Then will flow into it the river of his pleasure. The tributary of divine love and great growth in Christian science will follow. Even that joy which finds one's own in another's good. To love and to be loved, one must do good to others. The inevitable condition whereby to become blessed is to bless others. But here, you must so know yourself under God's direction that you will do his will even though your pearls be downtrodden. Oft times, the rod is his means of grace. Then, it must be ours. We cannot avoid wielding it if we reflect him. Your dual and impersonal pastor, the Bible, and science and health with key to the scriptures, is with you. And the life these give, the truth they illustrate, the love they demonstrate, is the great shepherd that feedeth my flock and leadeth them beside the still waters. It is God that feedeth the hungry heart, that giveth grace for grace, that healeth the sick and cleanseth the sinner. For this consummation, he hath given you Christian science and my past poor labors and love. He hath shown you the amplitude of his mercy, the justice of his judgment, the omnipotence of his love. Rest assured that he in whom dwelleth all life, health, and holiness will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth 
as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 46. Day by day the manna fell. Oh, to learn this lesson well. Still by constant mercy fed. Give me, Lord, my daily bread. Hymn number 46. Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. 
This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Welcome one and all. We have quite an outreach from our church, primarily through our various websites, many of whom are in other foreign languages. And as a result, we literally do reach people across the globe. People from all over the world have found our church, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have so much material to offer, all of which is healing, inspired, and it's offered free of charge for your reading, your study, and listening. And I'd like to point out one article we're now featuring on the home page of our English website. It's entitled, United Effort. And the author of this article is identified by the letter N. <clears throat> but it's a very helpful article. And if you're concerned about our unity, our unity of action, and how important it is, and how it is that we actually attain it, please read this article. It's uh, very informative. Also, please join us every Sunday morning. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion, and we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And many of the students attend our Sunday school by telephone. It has a teleconference number of its own, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school, regardless of where you live, by phone. So call up the church, we'll give you the phone number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly request that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And the, for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your phone.
Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jim from Arizona, go ahead. Good evening. I am most grateful for Christian science as a way of life. It has been my way of life for a goodly number of years. Just yesterday, I was about to take my tour, and I looked at the sky, and it was very dark and lowering, especially over the Wallaby Mountains. And yet I did go. And I, took, I had my whole tour, and I was at home more than a few minutes, and a downpour came. And it was a very, very heavy rain. And I was very well protected, and it was not damaged a bit with the rain. And I'm most grateful for this demonstration of the effectiveness of Christian science. Thank you. Thank you. Joanne from Florida, go ahead. Um, can you have Dave go first? Okay, Dave, go ahead. Yeah, she's tailing on to the end of mine. Um, early yesterday morning, we had a huge water main break in our neighborhood. 84 homes were without water and the street was flooded. I got involved right away and called our management company. Once the water was shut off, it turned out that the plumbers had to dig a huge hole about six feet deep and replace a seven foot section of pipe that was eight inches in diameter. Water was constantly seeping in, hindering the removal as well as the installation of the new pipe. When I saw all the problems they were having, I called the practitioner in this church and asked for help. At the time, it didn't look like we would have water back by the end of the day, and we were contemplating going to a hotel. The practitioner said she would help and to keep her posted. I constantly monitored the progress and worked with the thought that God was governing this entire situation, the hands of the plumbers, and there could be no resistance. Very soon, things began to turn around, and by early evening, they were able to tighten everything down, and we all had our water back. I was very grateful for how it all worked out and for the work of the practitioner. I'm grateful to be a member here where we practice Christian science the way Mrs. Eddy intended. And as was said in the tonight's readings, it can meet all needs. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Joanne, would you like to go next? Yes, thank you. I also would like to give gratitude for the practitioner's work in the quick resolution of that water main break. To all human sense, it looked like it would take more than a day to repair. So to have it fixed by the end of the day was nothing but the power of God working. I'm also grateful that at no time were we inconvenienced. We were able to use the restrooms in our community clubhouse, and the staff there also offered us containers of water to bring home. At a nearby store, we were also able to buy plenty of bottled water, which my husband shared with the thirsty workers repairing the pipe. 
I'm grateful for Mrs. Eddy for discovering this wonderful Christian science, which will heal anything. For the practitioner's prayerful help in this situation and for this healing service tonight. And thank you for those beautiful readings. Thank you. Janet. Janet from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful for Christian science. I'm grateful for my practitioner who has supported me, helped me, and made me understand the power and the presence of our Father, Mother, God, that his power is all. Through this realization, I'm learning to do my best to practice this Christ science daily. I'm so grateful for this Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, which does teach Mary Baker Eddy's pure Christian science. I'm grateful for the dedicated members of this church who provide the watches, Bible study, roundtable, all of the lessons for our services, volumes of articles and recordings, the Sunday School, newsletter, forum highlights, Love is the Liberator, and the websites, which are in many languages. This church is the light of the world. It is a city set on a hill, which can never, ever be hid. Thank you so much, and thank you for the readings, Amanda. Thank you. Donna from Oregon. Go ahead. Hi, everyone. There's an article in the March 2021 Love is a Liberator that's absolutely wonderful. It was written by Mary Beth Singletary, and it's on page three. The title of the article is Pray Without Ceasing. My favorite part is the first three sentences in paragraph three, which says, quote, Prayer does amazing things. It brings about a humble state of mind because it's saying, Father, I cannot take care of this without your help, and with you all things are possible. When a person turns to God in humility, this opens the door for him to hear God's voice and loving counsel, unquote. I intend to continue studying the whole article, and I sincerely hope I can quickly learn to pray without ceasing. Thank you. Thank you. Sherry. Sherry from California. Go ahead. Thank you. With the permission of my grandson, and with so much gratitude, I share this testimony. Not too long ago, my grandson, a young adult, called me from the airport. He was about to board the plane and had begun to experience very extreme anxiety. He was very quiet and felt he should not get up or move at all. So I too became quiet and said, let's just be still for a few minutes and I will pray. His response was, I'm trusting. After a few minutes, I said his name, and he said it had only lessened a tiny bit. Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health that for victory over a single sin, we give thanks and magnify the Lord. I told him that tiny bit was proof enough 
that the truth was working. So let's just be grateful and quiet again and expect more. His response again was, I'm trusting. This time we were quiet for quite some time. There was no fear felt, just very calm power, effortless. Just that mother love that is God loving her sweet child. And then I heard him say, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Thank you so much. And when he found that he could stand up strong again, he said and expressed to me so much love and gratitude. My grandson has always liked me to use the synonym love when talking about God. And love has always been what he so freely expresses and was expressing to me. I told him it was his trusting in that love with a capital L that brought about his freedom. He was calm, safe, and so happy and very grateful. This experience had lasted about 30 minutes, at which time I heard the announcement for him to board the plane, and off he went, free, as was I. Though I have been the female voice to whom he has gravitated in his life, this experience was my proof that God has always been the mother voice on which both he and I rely. That, too, is a great freedom. We together witnessed it that day, and for this, I am so, so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I'm grateful to be learning through Christian science what it means to feel God's presence and protection and to know that he is taking care of every detail of my life. I used to mentally carry around a list of things to worry about each day. I realized very recently that no matter what task, situation, or pending event comes to my thought during the day, even if it seems to be a challenging one. I don't feel the overwhelming and frightening sense of anxiety that I used to. Rather, I feel a, a comforting sense of calm and confidence that God is already taking care of it and is guiding me in exactly what I need to do and keeping me from what I don't need to do in order to show me the very best result. I pray to be more trusting, patient, grateful and loving continually and i'm realizing progress and feeling more empowered by god rather than automatically defeated from day to day this is a tremendous healing for me and one that i'm most grateful for because i know it will allow me to bless others it is a constant proof that love's provision meets all needs thank you amanda for tonight's beautiful reading and thank you for all the testimonies given so far tonight. 
I'm very, very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. When I was a young teenager, my mother was diagnosed with clogged varicose veins in both legs. She went to a hospital and a number of veins were cut out and the skin was closed up with large metal skewers from the ankle to above the knees. Although everyone loved my mother dearly, I was the only one in the family that had enough stomach to handle changing the bandages and do the heavy-duty nursing required. That sort of operation would be a great incentive to anyone just to keep on praying hard to avoid ever having to go through something like that. It certainly was an incentive for me. And years later, after I had just become a Christian scientist, Someone pointed out that I had a spot on my leg, which frightened me. I started to worry, and after a few months, my legs looked just like my mother's legs did before her operation. It felt like I was walking around on numb stumps, and I walked very unsteadily. But through my studies of the Bible and Science and Health, written by Mary Baker Eddy, I rejected the claim of human heredity and replaced it with the idea of spiritual inheritance by claiming God's spirit as my mother. Jesus said, Call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. And Mary Baker Eddy brought out the concept of God as mother. So I reasoned. I inherit unlimited being. Matter is not cause. God's spirit is cause. All that I get, I get from God, and all that I get is good, and this has become my mantra thereafter. Hymn 182 was also very helpful. Make channels for the streams of love where they may broadly run. And love has overflowing streams to fill them, every one. Now, that's true veins. Nothing clogged there. I declared to myself, I'm filled with thought channels of God's free-flowing love. I looked up the word vein in the dictionary and found that one of the meanings for vein can mean in a distinctive way or style. For example, the meeting was presented in the same humorous vein that his uncle had previously conducted those meetings. Jesus said, I am the way. So, Christliness is the true vein, way, style. The healing came very fast and was permanent thereafter. Thank you, Father, Mother, love for this. I close this testimony in a very grateful vein that God has recently guided me to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and that they've accepted me to be a member. Hallelujah. May I prove worthy such a grace. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Amanda, for the reading tonight. 
it was just so comforting um, to hear or actually where you read that it says that all men um, should we praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work to the children of men. Um, it reminded me about experience that I had, I believe it was um, a little less than two weeks ago. Um, it was around evening time, and uh, here in New Jersey, in New Jersey we started experiencing um, extreme weather, um, and it was so thunderous, very thunderous evening. And it continued until the time when I was about to leave for work. And as the time started to approach, I, I began to get worried because the thunder was so loud, vibrant that, I mean, you can actually feel the vibration uh, inside the house. And it was consistently uh, with minimum break between. And I started, you know, negative thoughts started coming and creeping into my thought because um, a day or two days earlier, there had been uh, in the news about catastrophic events that happened in some places as a result of thunder. So these thoughts thought start, start to creep in and um, and it wasn't happening at that moment to calm me down or to realize that God was in control. And luckily to me, and um, I, start, I began to think I right, knowing that God has the whole universe in his hand, including me and everybody. And there's no event or anything that's happening outside of God's care. So I start to think I right and start to focus my thought, my thought in God and his goodness and many times he has come the weather in my experience. He has done so. And that was where my thought was. And then I started thinking and praising God in my thought, committing myself everybody in my household and my neighborhood and entire universe into God's care, knowing that nothing is happening outside of God's care and his goodness. And when it was time, and I forgot to mention that earlier, earlier on, I was also thinking about calling my manager um, to tell her that I wasn't going to be able to make it to work tonight but I did not make that phone call. So as my thoughts start to be right, in its rightful place with God, the weather start to come down. And when it was time for me to leave the house, it was completely calm, like, I mean, it was like very, very calm. There was no sign or sign of any thunder or anything. So I got in my car and I started driving I continued to pray as I was driving, coming to myself, because I was taught here in this church that Mrs. Evans, that 
when you drive, always pray that God is in control of your car and every other car on the road. And I was having this thought inside me, and as I was driving, knowing that God is in charge of my driving, my wheels, and every driver on the road, and every wheel on the road. It was the driving from my house, it was about 45 minutes drive to work, but it was one of the most calmest driving I ever experienced. There was no sign of thunder, there was no, the rain completely stopped. It was a very calm evening, my heart was filled with joy and I went to work and I shared the good news with my co-workers and everybody was, everybody was very happy and there was no thunder, there was no rain, everything stopped, God took care of it. Like I said, nothing was happening outside his kid. It was all good. All glory and praise to God and I thank God for this evening. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and for all that Christian science has brought to my life. On page 110 of the 1936 primary class, Bicknell Young says, quote, Christian science does not have to be advertised. It needs to be demonstrated, end quote. I found that to be very impressive when I first read it around seven years ago. Though I can't really say I knew at the time the full extent of what demonstration meant. I had come from a background of print design and marketing, and had seen how advertising would have us pursue many things that have no true value. Over time, I've had the opportunity to witness how the pure Christian science demonstrated here in Plainfield goes out to bless every receptive heart around the world. No marketing plan or computer program could ever take place of the power of, of the Christ message going out to meet the need. Because of its divine origin, Christian science is valuable beyond calculating, which means to me that we don't need to persuade anyone, but rather we need only show the normal and natural way of this science and how it brings healing and comfort to all who practice it. This past weekend, we had Nathan from California and Jeremy from Brooklyn visit, and each expressed such gratitude for all that goes on here. Nathan told me that he is not even sure how he found our YouTube channel, only that it showed up right when he needed it. Of course, that's no surprise since Mary Baker Eddy has assured us on page 494 of Science and Health that, quote, divine love always has met and always will meet every human need end quote, as Amanda read tonight. I have such gratitude for how God is working through me and each member of this church to bless the world. What a joy it is to be a part of this God-directed mission. I thank God for Christian Science and this church. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Hello. My gratitude tonight is for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent Lesson Sermons, and in particular, this week's lesson on truth. Truth has always been one of my favorites. Because of my Protestant background, truth meant telling the truth and being truthful. 
It wasn't until finding Christian science that I started to understand the depth of what truth really is and as a synonym for God. While studying truth this week, it has been very enjoyable to read the 1828 Webster's Dictionary definitions of truth. Here's what I'd like to share. To do truth is to practice what God commands. That's John 3. Also, while searching for the word truth, in one of our Unity Watch pamphlets, dated third quarter, 2016, I thought it was very interesting that the word truth was on almost every page in every watch. I use these watches in my individual prayers. Here is one from the Blue Book or Divinity Course at General Collectania, page 53. Quote, truth declared is not reversed. It does appear and is manifest, etc. Thank you to Mrs. Eddie for guiding us into truth and incorporating her discovery in helping us to understand God and his omnipotence. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I'm very grateful for all I have been learning here at Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent that's teaching me how to pray effectively for the problems we see in our world. While first working with my Plainfield practitioner, I began to witness the power of scientific prayer and its healing positive effect on those around me. I had worked with young children with special needs, most of them labeled and lacking ability to function safely in their environments, so they required close supervision. Through the prayers of the practitioner and her instruction, I saw positive changes in these children that I had never witnessed in the past years of this work. The program provided excellent care, but it was the prayers that brought a change only through the power of God could it be explained. It was proved that the labels of limitation had no hold over them. I saw behaviors that were difficult to manage change. Problems were alleviated. One student uh, had a complete change from a very reactive, unsafe outbursts and dark expressions to calmer looks and cooperative learning. Others began to make better choices learning improved. There were developmental changes that were thought not possible, or at least that quickly, or under the particular circumstances. This is only just a few things that I witnessed pretty much daily. This all happened without any change in the environment, so that could not be given credit. I cannot be grateful enough for this experiences experience of witnessing the universal power of correctly taught Christian science and lived and how it answers prayers in very practical, restorative ways. And I know our prayers going out are effective even when we don't always see the results. 
I'm very grateful for our God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church. Thank you. One of my wife's favorite verses in prose works is from the article Fidelity, where Mrs. Eddy writes, Too soon we cannot turn from disease in the body to find disease in the mortal mind and its cure in working for God. A couple of weeks ago, one Saturday afternoon, I suddenly became very ill, very sick to my stomach. And it reminded me, I had an experience like this a few months ago where I was up on a Saturday night, very ill. But by Sunday morning, I was able to attend church and actually participate in the service as I was scheduled to do. Well, this time was Saturday afternoon and I was flat on my back. And the same thought came, will I be able to go to the service on Sunday? I was scheduled to read that Sunday. And I thought, this is not going to happen. I am not going to let the devil get the better of me or the church, for that matter. And so I went to a quiet place and I laid down and I prayed and I asked God give me the strength to do what you want me to do and I will do it and I, I will not let anything come between me and what I have to do for you and I prayed and I read and I listened to some of the fine recordings on our website and rested by that by the end of the day i was actually able to sleep rest peacefully and i got up sunday morning fully refreshed and was able to read for the service and not feel any kind of discomfort whatsoever i have learned in christian science that when a disease or or so any kind of hindrance comes up. It's never personal. It is always an impersonal attack on the Christ. I had a job to do, and mortal mind, so-called, didn't want me to do it. I am so grateful to have learned from the example of practitioners in this church, other members of this church, that we can stand for what is right and for what is good. And having done all to stand, we don't have to give in to the suggestions of the devil that would try to keep us in our, from being in our rightful place and doing what is right for us to do. I'm grateful for Mary Baker Eddy because she had this kind of thing to meet all the time and she stood and for years, for decades, she stood and taught and was an example to the whole world, to anybody who would pay attention. 
And I'm grateful to be a member of this church where we have learned to practice Christian science. And I want to thank Amanda for the fine readings tonight, Jared for the fine music. And I wish you all a good night. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful, instructive readings tonight. I have two testimonies. Um, the first one is from Kenya. My husband and I started our engineering business in Nairobi, Kenya, many years ago when our children were small. My husband and our partner are excellent engineers, and we have well-trained staff. Importation of electrical items were and are the backbone of our business. In the late 70s, our import licenses dried up and we were told that we would not get more unless we bribed. <laughs> no way. I asked a practitioner to pray with me and we knew that truth governed our business completely. I then decided to go and see an official at our Kenyan central bank. While sitting waiting to see someone, I really prayed that I would meet someone who would be receptive. After 20 minutes, I was called in. I said to the official, please could you help us? We help this country with our engineering skills but we would need import licenses, which are our lifeline. We never do things under the table. Please could you help us obtain these licenses? And you know, we received three large import licenses that following week and ever after we have had no problems with receiving these. In fact, these days, it is so easy to obtain the necessary import licenses. I am so grateful to know that God governs our business and all our affairs, our country and our charity school based on Christian science practices, principles. I am so grateful to have found your wonderful Plainfield Church who see Mrs. Eddy as the woman of revelation. I'm so grateful to Jesus Christ and Mrs. Eddy and for all your inspiring services and roundtables and the discussions. And I am so grateful to our dear Father, Mother God from Kenya, from Nairobi, Kenya. And this other one is from Australia. I wanted to give sincere gratitude for the July 11th roundtable and July 7th testimony meeting. And I'm also grateful for the testimony about the hydrangeas. Yesterday, I had to go out early. And when I returned soon after, I had mislaid my wallet in the house. 
I searched for a while and was feeling quite frazzled as I had to go out and pay for the work on our car, which had just been completed. I recalled a testimony during the week of a lost key, which had fallen into a trouser cuff, which was found a couple of days later, which had inspired me. I, I had been impressed with the testifier's attitude and calmness, letting go of frantic looking and giving it over to God, an all-knowing divine mind, and awaiting his guidance and direction. I stopped looking and knew that nothing could be lost to the omnipresent mind, and a sense of buoyancy and calmness replaced the anxiety. A short time later, while listening to the daily lesson, I was directed to look under a nearby chair, and there was a standing upright, wedged between the chair and the suitcase was my, <laughs> my wallet. I was so grateful for this demonstration of God's care and love and for the testimony which was such an, a blessing. Today, while needing a, to replace a broken chain on one of our window blinds in a very awkward position, I was unable to remove the blind from its bracket. It was tiring work, balancing on the ladder and wrestling with the bracket with my head pressed, <laughs> pressed against the ceiling. My wife was assisting me on the other end of the blind, and we were listening to the July 11th roundtable while we were doing this work. I rested and listened for direction. The round table had mentioned that God with us already has an answer for every problem. Then that I reasoned that divine mind would have a solution even for fixing a blind. I got into position again and in the idea came to let the blind down to give more wiggle room around the bracket area and was then able to lift it out and replace the chain and then successfully reassemble it. I thanked our Father, Mother God for this practical support and rejoiced. The round table had uplifted our thought during this time and turned a difficult chore into a joy-filled celebration. Thanking God for being with us, something which is so beautifully echoed in Bicknell Young's article on oneness. Thank you so much for the support and thank you for everything. Thank you. Okay, to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
hymn number 342. This is the day the Lord hath made. Be glad, be glad, give thanks, rejoice. Stand in his presence unafraid. In praise, lift up your voice. All perfect gifts are from above, and all our blessings show the amplitude of God's dear love, which every heart may know. Hymn number 342. 